Welcome back to the choir room for episode number seven here in season two of Glee. It is called The Substitute. And of course, you know who's here to break it down for you. But besides me, uh, I brought in a substitute today. Who is that, you may ask? It is. I don't know. Who is that? Uh, Hi, my name is Tom Holland. I uh, have very vested interest in this particular episode being that I won lip sync battle with one of the songs in this episode so thank you for having me it's wonderful to be in the choir room I'm having a great time as it is and uh yeah this will be great welcome to the choir room Tom uh we'll get you (laughs) and your scene with Jane Lynch going in a few minutes as soon as we're done recording this episode uh gotta get those guest stars in there but welcome we're happy to have you uh if Aman if you are here as well uh feel free to jump back in and uh let's talk about Gwyneth Paltrow Oh, yes. I'm here, too, bitch. How you doing, Tom? How you doing, Matt? I'm so excited. Gwyneth Paltrow is probably top tier out of all of the adult guest stars that we get in this uh, series. So this is very fun. It's not the first. It's, it's the first appearance, but it won't be the last of her. And I'm very excited about that. Yes. Top tier. What, what do you think? I mean, besides, uh, well, I guess anybody that we've seen so far uh, is top tier just her or is it with her and Kristen Chenoweth, her, Kristen Chenoweth and somebody else? I would definitely say that. Kristen and Gwyneth are the top two so far. Yeah, that's... I love it. I leave Adina, but her character just isn't as captivating, and we only get one episode of uh, Brian Ryan, so... Yeah, I think it's got to go to those two. Uh, yeah, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has arrived on the scene. We are uh, very excited to finally get a chance to talk about uh, Holly Holiday here in the Glee universe. As Amon mentioned, she is going to be around for, um, not not consistently, but she'll make a couple of appearances along the way here. Especially, you know, as we get into the later seasons and it's like, you know, a little less common, but they're still going to pop up here and there. And it's just so much fun to visit with these guest stars that, you know, uh, Ryan Murphy has pretty good pull in getting guest stars in the first place so when he gets people that fit in so well to the show i think it's just so much fun and holly holiday just grew to be such a beloved glee character glee guest star over time so uh it's really cool to to finally have her here yes very very cool to finally have her here and the fact that we found out that she is now uh married to brad falchuk one of the creators of the show just very just gives a bunch more context to uh to her appearances yeah shout out shout out to will from america who told us that yesterday and otherwise we probably would have completely uh gone on in this entire episode or for a while not knowing that that was the case so uh great nugget of information there i I don't know how we uh how we missed that right also you know you guys are obviously going to be hearing this many days later but happy belated Cinco de Mayo if for anyone who celebrates <laughs> I thought you were going to say happy birthday to Michelle Fitzgerald oh okay well that too happy birthday <laughs> Michelle Fitzgerald oh that sucks to happy birthday on this day of all days like, yes happy birthday uh, so uh, let's uh, let's just get right into it this is uh, a fun episode lots to talk about with Miss Holly Holiday. so we're going to start our ep- episode off as Sue Sylvester and Will Schuster are meeting up in the hallway a usual spot but uh, today's a little bit different as Sue is breaking some news to Will that she is the new principal. Fire Figgins. Apparently, the campaign has been reached by McKinley High students and 
faculty and Sue Sylvester herself. Uh, but what happened here to get rid of Figgins? It's it's a little triggering uh, to talk about, actually, for people that are currently in these quarantine times, as we don't want to see any of this. Uh, what happened here was that a particularly virulent strain of monkey flu has arrived in Ohio from Borneo, where it had been festering in a small clutch of loud bisexual primates, not unlike your very glee club, is the exact line that Sue delivers to Will. So there is a new flu virus, whatever the hell, going around. And how does Figgins get it? But in an exact setup as Sue sends Lauren Zeises over who is very sick with this and should not be in school in the first place to go sneeze all over Figgins. So she does that. Figgins is now sick. The spots opened up and Sue has been blackmailing local politicians to get herself this spot. Sue is principal and what's going to happen next, but Lauren coming by going down the hallway and sneezing all over Will Schuster himself. So uh, this is pretty gross. And like I said, super triggering, you know, Sue, Really, uh, her talents are wasted as a high school cheerleading coach because the way that she is able to politic her way into getting the principal position just because the other principal is out sick. Like, how do you... You're not even a teacher. How do you skip, like, being a teacher and then to being the principal? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just crazy. And the fact that she's doing all these backhanded deals and then she has... Uh, students setting up people to get sick and everything. It, like the way that it was, the, the conversation was timed perfectly for Lauren to sneeze on Will as soon as he turns around. Like, just gross. Just elegant. What an elegant plan. <laughs> uh, Lauren, like, we know that Lauren is like on the way to being more present in the show sometime soon and it's just been like hanging over us like a dog like waiting for a dog treat or something like that like we just are reaching for her and reaching and reaching and trying to get lauren to come closer uh right now we don't want lauren to come closer but at the end of the day we want her to be around more and she just keeps popping up in these random spots which i guess is is funny as long as she's here uh, i guess i can't complain too much but uh will is now been sneezed on and he that's all it took he's got he's got sick which tells you about uh present times you know stay inside kids uh and he is going to be up at the front of the classroom in front of the choir room and he's putting a lesson on the board and he's starting to you know he's having like a uh talk with us telling us how he doesn't feel great and then will turns around and expects to see all the glee kids staring back at him which he does in a way but it's not exactly the glee kids themselves <laughs> these little mini me's they're so cute i'm so glad that you sent over that uh behind the scenes uh footage with the kids because they're all just so adorable i wish that all of them got a line and i wish that the scene was a little longer i know it's particularly difficult to wrangle child actors especially of that age because some of them look like they're you know no more than like four years old but they were just so precious mercedes and her little puff balls and rachel like she perfectly embodied like the mannerisms of rachel like raising her shoulders and the whole i for one think that we should do something like this it's like i just i felt it and the guns are fully loaded in this Little mini-me puck is kissing the muscles that he doesn't even have yet. It's just so cute. Yeah, this is adorable. I love it so much. And this is adorable. And if anybody was watching it or if you weren't watching it and you're just listening to this, I'm going to actually, right now, after this current sentence, I'm going to play uh, a clip of this uh, of all the Glee kids and all their, their lines here. So here's that. Just one of the perks of being a high school teacher. Constant exposure to illness. All right, guys. Um... Time to start thinking about song selections. 
I mean, I feel like I might have a fever, but it's important that I power through it. Okay, I definitely have a fever. Looking good, Puckerman. Someone's been eating their Wheaties. These guns are fully loaded. Mr. Shoe, I for one think we should use our set list for sectionals to start exploring the oeuvre of one Bernadette Peters. Someday, I'm going to get a pair to visit the oeuvre. I just want to dance. Mr. Shoe, sir, you look a little green. Um, I think I'm going to go see the nurse. But first, I feel like I should get you guys a sitter. And that's adorable. That was so adorable. Um, and there's also, like Aman just mentioned, uh, that I sent him a clip of a behind-the-scenes video where it's on YouTube. Uh, we can, you know, link to it as well on our Twitter of uh, just some behind-the-scenes from that day where all of the actual uh the older guy, the older cast members are sitting there uh, meeting their mini me's like they're all picking them up and, and hanging out with them and taking pictures together. And they're in the choir room just kind of like meeting them. And it's it's just adorable. Uh, uh, Heather Morris is talking about uh, Mercedes's uh, mini me who was like having a hard time with one of the lines. And she was just repeating it back like a million times, kind of not how they wanted it to go. But they were like, she's so precious. Like, how could you how could you get mad? Like, it's just she's, she's adorable. I, I I loved all of that. It's just Sam Sam like little mini me Sam was so fucking cute, and then um, little mini me um, uh, Mike Chang with his line, I just want to dance. <laughs> like I just I, I loved all of it. It was just so cute. It was so cute. Um, and like, I want like, a whole spinoff series with just the Glee mini me's. Right. Um, like we're gonna get a couple different times in the series of like the kids that turn into some thing else or somebody else you know here uh, we'll get to the puppets of it all sometime uh in a, in a couple months or weeks or whatever it may be but that's uh it's always fun when they pull stuff like this so will is sick he's gonna go see the nurse and he obviously is too sick he's got to go home so he's gonna go back to his house and he's laying on the bed all sick and who do we see here but the uh the drama queen herself terry demonico Terry, uh, formerly known as Terry Schuster. Um, and she is back here to take care of Will for one reason or another. And, you know, immediately right off the bat, she's just talking about, you know, I'm probably revealing too much, but I do still love you. Yeah, um, they do this character so dirty in this season because I, I'm, I'm a fan of the storyline. I feel like it's realistic of her character to come rushing back to him in his moment of weakness. I mean, she even says that that's what her therapist thinks because he says that he, like, Walt says to her, I think you're only here because, you know, I'm sick and I'm, I can't really fend you off. And she's like, well, yeah, my therapist thinks that I like people that are weak. So I, I think that the characterization is on point. I just don't think that we get enough. So every time that she comes back into um, the series, it seems so jarring. And it's like, oh, where the hell did she come from? But if, if her whole storyline... Um, for this, if she were allowed to be in more episodes and she kept trying to ease her way back into his life and every episode he lets her more and more, I just felt like it would just be so much more fulfilling. Um, because in a way, because she has such limited time with him, I'm like starting to, uh, I don't know, maybe call me, call me crazy, but I'm starting to feel a little bad for her because it, it seems like she's making steps to get better, right? She talks about how she sees a therapist now and she's medicating. She's on anti-anxiety um, uh, meds and antidepressant. And I just feel like she's doing what she can and Will is the one that's just pushing her away. And I just feel like if we had more time with this relationship, as the cast listing would suggest that we would, 
I would feel much better about these scenes. Yeah, and Will's been a whole mess ever since he stopped being with Terry. Like, he has kissed how many women in that time period? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, Sue, uh, Coach Beast, uh, Shelby, uh, the thing with April, which was, you know, I guess not as big of a deal. But uh, he's, uh, and you know, still, he's very much in love with Emma. So he's kind of all over the place. But it seems pretty obvious that Terry has not forgotten about him. And she's still very much in love with him and wants things to work out between them. Um, It seems pretty clear that that's not what will wants but at the end of the day he's still allowing her to be at his house and taking care of him and um you know maybe maybe more at some point in this episode so uh she you know it's they're having they have such a weird dynamic like she starts speaking baby to him uh because she's trying to get him to like take his medicine or whatever and he's like no 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 like stop you're we're not doing this because i think he uh, somehow one thing leads to another when baby talk comes out and then it probably gets to like that point that he doesn't want it to get to uh so if that's how their relationship was going, maybe it's a good thing it ended. Uh, Will says, listen, you got to get out of here. And before she goes, I she's going to. She wanted to stick a thermometer up his bum. <laughs> Speaking like a baby. like mm-hmm. That's such a weird fetish to me. But Yeah. I mean, uh, so is that, that's what off. she was doing? Not uh, not trying to feed him? I don't know. It was just. Uh, well, she was feeding him. Well, she, no, she wasn't trying to feed him at first. She was going to. She dipped that thermometer in <laughs> Vaseline to make it easy for him oh, to go Oh, yeah. Okay. So before Terry leaves, she's going to take a copy of Singing in the Rain, which was on Will's table because it makes him feel better when he's sick. And she throws it on the bed to him and is like, listen, I know this makes you feel better. So go ahead, pop it in. Um, And yeah, so Will is not feeling well, which means that back at the Glee Club, we got to figure out what's going on. I mean, the school still runs. Teachers are are out sick all the time. Uh, Turns out that Rachel Berry was trying to take over the club, which surprises nobody. Uh, She stands up in front of everybody. Class, in Mr. Schuster's absence, I'd like to go around and ask everybody what solos they'd like to hear me perform at sectionals. And Santana loses her mind, starts running towards her. Let me at her. (laughs) The first time I saw that little clip, I always rewinded it to the part and I would freeze the, I would pause the the uh, video so I could see Rachel's facial expression as she screams in horror. <laughs> I really just want to see Rachel or uh, Santana just get one, just one little slap on Rachel. Yeah. And we will, eventually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Rachel- no, no, we don't. No, we get Rachel slaps her. Mm, interesting. Sorry, um. a little spoiler there. <laughs> There's a lot of slaps in the show. Rachel, but yeah, Rachel is terrified out of her mind as Santana comes charging towards her. Uh, but like, Rachel's out here asking, like, so what solos do you guys want me to perform? I'm like, I would want to hit her. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I just, like, in, in, Rachel, uh, calm down. So Mercedes and Kurt are in the cafeteria. And as, you know, we're going to find out, Kurt's not really down with this uh, Rachel taking charge thing, but there's bigger issues that are at hand here. Uh, Mercedes is asking Kurt if he and Blaine are going out. And Kurt's like, no we're not but it's just nice to have somebody to talk to uh, Mercedes is like offended that he needs somebody else to talk to because obviously like they're friends and Kurt's like no 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 I mean like somebody that's like like me uh, that I can talk to that you know can relate to me more um, but Mercedes is, is had enough of this conversation because Mercedes is going to go up it's time to get some lunch and today is got tots on the menu uh, and it, I, I don't know it seems like they're there probably every day um, but Mercedes is big on the tater tots and she gets a whole plate full of tater tots and as she is getting you know getting her food Kurt is kind of brainstorming about a new idea for getting the new Spanish teacher to take over the glee club so uh, Mercedes and the tots is is finally here as well 
<laughs> she was so cute here. She pushes another cat out of the way, like, excuse you, excuse me. Um, yeah, can I get some of those, please? A <laughs> couple more. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> she was just she just wanted her tater tots, man. I'm not a big tater tots fan. I like hash browns more than I like tater tots. And they're essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess just the shape of the hash brown is just more appetizing to me. Let us know in the comments how you feel about tater tots versus <laughs> hash brown. Are you, uh, are you excited we're finally here at the Mercedes and the Tots of it all? I mean, I think it's a little funny storyline. I mean, it, it's it, it, once again, it's sort of I, I sort of liken it to the whole Terry thing. It's sort of like shoved in there real quick for the convenience of plot. But I'm fine with it. Whatever. Yeah, it's she wants her tots. It's cute. It's like you know, you I could easily see like criticism towards this see uh, like storyline because of it being Mercedes and because of it being like the mm-hmm. bigger girl or whatever. She's and, the big girl. Like yeah. totally valid. But like at the end of the day, uh, it it was it was cute. Like this girl's just in love with this one specific food, and Sue takes it away from from all. All of them obviously she's not the only one who were in love with this school's tater tots it like everybody goes wild over them so uh, I think I think this is fun but yeah so like I said Kurt has this idea about a new potential substitute for the Glee kids and we see holiday holiday we see Holly holiday over teaching the Spanish class which she is now the substitute of um, and she's telling us how it's not easy mm-hmm. being a sub She's like, kids feel like they have the day off, so they goof off, they egg your car, they cut class, whatever. And she's saying that she tries to make things fun for the kids. She's like, I'm the cure for the common class. Like, I can treat them for all the boredom and all the usual things they do to the substitute teachers. Like, I have ways around that. Um, so while she is telling us all about this, Kurt's going to come up and ask her if she wants to take over the Glee Club. Uh, because while she was subbing his English class last week, she sang conjunction. Conjunct- Conjunction Junction with some backup singers and they had a great time in there. Yeah, some good old-fashioned schoolhouse rock, honey. Yeah, I, I love those videos. I, lo- I, I used to have a big DVD with all of them. The math ones, the grammar ones, the history ones, the science ones. I, I loved all those songs. They were so great. So Kurt's like, Listen, uh, I need you to take over the Glee Club if you would be down for it. And we get the Holly Holiday signature line, Amon. I thought you'd never ask. There it is. It is. Uh... I also love how Holly Holiday also has her own theme music. It's like this. This. I'm not even sure what instrument it is, but it's like some kind of like Western, like like 80s sitcom type weird synthesizer theme song. It's very interesting. I don't know if you've noticed that. I feel like the, when you mention it, like I kind of can think about it, but uh, it's not like playing in my head right every now. Every time she's on, every time she's like on screen for the first time in an episode it's the music that plays for her mm-hmm. so they really brad falchuk was like no my my future wife is going to have her own song in dedicated to her in this series oh my god do you, like how many times do you think they were like like together going on set like yeah <laughs> i was gonna say like going on dates or something but like no she was with another guy so they were just friends they were like the will and emma of uh season one i guess at the time yeah right maybe for, for a forbidden love that just couldn't be tamed yeah Uh, All right. Well, she's agreed. Uh, Holly Holiday is going to come be the Glee substitute teacher. So as the kids find out that they have a sub coming in, they're all going to get ready in different ways to torture the sub as kids are always going to do. Puck is buttering the floor. Artie is planning with the other kids that like, oh, let's like tell her that we have different names. Let's call each other by each other's names. Um, Rachel comes in, slips right in the butter. Well, at least I didn't fall and break my talent. Uh, very, very funny line. But then Holly comes in and we get our first 
Holly Holiday, Hola Classe of the series. And she is here. She slides right through the butter in a very smooth way because she knew it was there. And then as she walks in, Kurt comes running in behind her and he falls on the butter. So this only backfired on the actual kids, not on Holly, because she is ready for anything. So Holly's here. Yeah. I love how Puck just stares at everybody that falls. Like, he doesn't help Rachel. He doesn't help Kurt. He just lets them all just lie there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so bad. Like, what if she had fallen and, like, broken something? You'd be going to jail, Puck. Like, yeah, he has no... Just got out of juvie. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, Puck, uh, too, not too familiar with jail or anything. That would be uh, pretty funny if he just got all this community service back together. He knew what he was doing with picking up trash and Artie's helping him do his homework now. And all of a sudden goes to jail for making a substitute teacher slip on the floor. So we're going to get the kids actually following through with Artie's plan. Uh, Puck says, oh, yeah, I'm Finn Hudson. I'm the quarterback of the football team. Santana says, I'm Rachel Berry, his loud, loud girlfriend. Brittany says, I'm Mike Chang. Uh, cool. So Holly's like, no, those aren't your real names. Uh, you know why I know that? Brittany's like, what are you, psychic? She's like, no, I know that because I recently watched a video of you guys performing at regionals where you came in last. Uh, Maybe it's because those songs are like 30 years old. But um, so she's saying, like, listen, those songs sounded like somebody else's favorite songs, not yours. Uh, She's like, so let's do something different. Like, let's try a different method here, because whatever you guys have been doing is not working. She's like, let's have class outside, Uh, which apparently it's raining, so they can't. She's like, let's take a field trip to Taco Bell. And everyone starts cheering. And then she's like, we can go smoke some medical marijuana. And everyone's like, oh, my God, who is this? Uh, like they're falling in love with her. This is crazy. They're having a great time and she's only been there for five minutes. Um, and at the end of this, she's going to ask them, all right, class. So what do you guys want to do? What songs do you want to sing? And they're all looking at her like, are you really asking uh, what? Uh, she's like, oh, wow. Don't get asked that question too much. Do you? So the kids are just in shock here as uh, they, they never get asked that. We'll just picks a journey song or a lesson for the week. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it which is surprising because they perform so many songs that they choose themselves. Like, I mean, just last episode, they got to choose. I mean, Will set the parameters for what kind of songs he had to choose, but they ultimately, it was up to them which songs they were going to choose. So it was sort of shocking to me to see Will turn down so many of their requests throughout this episode. But, I mean, I can definitely understand that the more of the songs are probably leaning towards, you know, the journey of it all. So it's going to be nice for them to do a little bit more modern. And once again, this is season two. So they're, of course, they're going to go for those top 40 hits. OK, like CeeLo Green. Yes, it's time for yes. some CeeLo Green. We are going to get a, a pretty uh, well-known song at the time. And even to this day, when you think of Holly Holiday, you probably think of this cover of Forget You that just was it was pretty big at the time. It was uh, a nice, fun cover. And yes, yeah, so she says she's going to do some CeeLo, uh, which Santana's making fun of her for because she's like 40. And Holly says top 40 sweet cheeks and we are gonna go into forget you the unholy trinity is out here together dancing in the cheerios uniforms which this song is called fuck you i don't like i don't i don't roll with that forget you mess (laughs) yeah well i guess uh in glee it's obviously gonna be forget you (laughs) this song was a sleeper hit i remember hearing it in taco bell not taco bell um, (laughs) of course subway (laughs) i remember hearing it in subway uh with my friend uh maybe at like the beginning like the end of like the wait was it the end of sophomore year of high school i forget i just remember that i had heard it at least a good three to four months and then 
the next thing I know, it's all over the radio. Mm-hmm. So this this was a this was a this was a nice little comeback for CeeLo Green here. Yeah, uh, and I saw like in the uh, on the Glee Wikipedia page for this this episode that CeeLo liked the uh, liked the cover. He seemed to approve. So I mean, if Gwyneth Paltrow is going to cover your music, can't imagine that it's going to go wrong. Uh, but yeah, so the kids have a great time. They all get up and dance. All of them except for one. Rachel's not really interested in what's going on here. She's no interest in participating in this new uh, fun. Let's do whatever the hell we want glee class which i mean what different is this from usual where you guys are singing a song all together i don't know um but yeah they uh the, the rest of them have a great time and holly is uh is getting the top 40 going yeah i mean she's making culturally relevant jokes you know she's trying to be the the cool teacher she's not a regular teacher. she's a cool teacher and i think that you know she has a bit more pizzazz um than any other older teacher would trying to relate to the kids i feel like it's actually natural i feel like she has a natural charisma to her that helps her with any kind of person you know i mean we see her hanging out with sue as well so she's just one of those people that has a very magnetic personality and is easy to talk to easy to have fun with and you know it's just care very carefree so it's a nice breath of fresh air for sure this holly holiday yeah, so we're going to go over to the locker room now, and we see Coach Beast yelling at the kids because they're apparently they're all spraying athletes' foot medicine in their teammates' eyes like uh, kids so always which, do. why? Like, you need your teammates, guys. Y'all just started winning. What uh, exactly is athletes' foot? Like, I actually never actually looked into it. Like, I've never actually looked into it. I just figured that it was, like, an ailment, but I never actually found out what it was i'm looking it up now sounds like yeah i was gonna say i think you're googling it right now i heard a keyboard it's a fungal infection between the toes ew oh i guess you get it like when you're constantly sweating so that would explain why athletes get it all the time true but they're all like showering every five minutes so how are they not just cleaning up afterwards it says commonly occurs in people whose feet have become very sweaty while confined with tight fitting shoes so i guess those football cleats really uh fuck it up for them good Glad, glad they're uh, <laughs> glad that they have that. Then, uh, if they're spraying this in each other's eyes, so Sue comes in and she tells Beast that the football team is going to be officially disbanded today at 4 p.m. To which, obviously, Coach Beast is like, "All right, well then, who are your Cheerios going to cheer for?" And it's like Sue is Dumbass. way too smart to not have thought about this, but apparently she did not. So she is annoyed that she just got bested by bested by the Beast. Uh, had not one single thought about what that would have meant by disbanding the football team. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, so she's writing in the journal about how annoyed she is and she's like once I have power I can't let it go I need some kind of cause I need something to use this power uh, in some kind of way and as she is writing in the journal she looks out the door and she sees kids everywhere just shoving tots in their mouth and she has decided that that is going to be her next mission she is going to ban tots she just has to have some level of control in whatever she does and if she can't best beast um, then she's going to go after something else. And it's got to be the tots because now obesity is a big problem at McKinley High School when it wasn't before. Yeah, apparently not. Uh, so the tots, the tots are, are, are the war is on here. Uh, just wait till Mercedes finds out about this. It's obviously not going to go very well. Um, but Sue is now in charge. Also, though, she's in charge. But was she in? Was she she might have been in Figgins's office. I thought she was in her office, though. Was she in... I think she was in her office. She was in her office. So if she's the new principal... Oh, wait, but then how did she sue... How did she see the kids? Well, she just had, like, the door open. Why does she still have two offices? Nobody needs two offices. No, 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 no. She was in Figgins' office. Oh, was she? Yeah. 
I think she even got rid of Figginson's chair and brought the chair that she has in her office. <laughs> because remember, because remember, uh, Becky was there too, and she came in from the other office. I'm like, doesn't Becky have class? I like, love, I love Becky's desk. It's like one of my favorite things that Becky has her own desk. Uh, like obviously Sue got rid of the secretary that was up there earlier, and now Becky's like not a student anymore. She's just a full time secretary for for Sue Sylvester. It's just oh, that's so incredible though that that they that this happens. Becky is yeah, uh, Becky. Becky's got a job now, so we're gonna go over to seemingly the auditorium. As uh, it looks like Will has jo- Will is back at the school supposedly, and he is joining Mike Chang on stage. And we are gonna go into make him laugh here from uh, Singing in the Rain. Before that happens, uh, we get a very acted out dialogue here of um, Mike Chang. He's talking to Schuster. He's like, I'm so glad you're better. We can't win sectionals without you. And my uh, Will's like, Mike, I know. Now I'm going to run through a number here. And after a bit, I want you to join in. Got it? Mike's like, got it. And he's like, all right. And they go in to make him laugh. And this is just a whole lot of physical comedy, running into walls, bouncing off of walls, jumping up and down, flipping over things, dance here and there, which is obvious why Mike Chang is here. And uh, Will is Will was sick. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, um, this is uh, essentially a recreation of the iconic "Make Him Laugh" from "Singing in the Rain" performed by Gene Kelly. Usually, just one dancer does this, um, but they made it two, and they they have a lot of the same gags that are in the original film. Um, I, I love this number. It's a, it's great for me because you know I in, in Pittsburgh the musical high school musical theater awards were named after Gene Kelly, and the school that we actually did our musical in. Long story short, my high school didn't have an auditorium, so we had to go to another high school and use their auditorium, and that was the high school that Gene Kelly actually went to. So Gene Kelly is a Pittsburgher. Hey, how you doing? What's up, Lita? How you out there? But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, I love this number because I was uh, made to watch Gene Kelly performances all the time, being that <laughs> he has such deep history um, back in Pittsburgh. So, But did I you guys still, did really you still rehearse there. at your school, or did you uh, rehearse at the other school? No, we rehearsed every day after school um, over at the other school. Okay. We used to have we used to have our own auditorium, but then they moved us out of that high school because there was a big asbestos problem. But they put us into like this backup school, but this backup school was didn't have an auditorium, so we had to go to another. It was just a bunch. It was like, we were kind of displaced. <laughs> Remember, but we won. We won three out of the four years that I was in high school. We won best uh, musical. So we uh, turned our hardship into success. My heart is broken for all the kids that didn't get to perform their uh, school musicals this year. All the kids that probably oh, had I know. planned. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, they were probably all coming up too. Because March, April, those are the big months yep. for for musicals. Yeah, I miss high school theater. I I always used to think when I was in high school that I would come back and like teach theater to kids because I just love directing and I love theater mm-hmm. and I love you know just like that whole. You know, just that whole arena. Honestly, musical we, theater. it's probably like every single person that had that thought, like that was involved with theater. Because like I know that I did as well. It's like you're like, oh, this is so much fun. Like this is such a fun world to be in. Uh, why can't I be a theater teacher? Um, it's a little bit of work uh, to, to. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. Didn't end up happening. And I think by like the time I was like a year out of there, I was like, all right, no, that's probably not going to happen. So I uh, gave up on that dream. Uh, yeah. You never know. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a teacher to be a musical theater director at, at a high school you know yeah a lot of a lot of schools none of, none of the teachers want to do it and it's just a matter of um volunteering your time i almost dated back when i was in college and oh my god i can't believe i just said that oh my god i've been out of college for like a few years <laughs> crazy. but um yeah i there was there's a lot of like volunteer positions here in philadelphia for people that want to come and help out 
high school theater program. So, I mean, if it's something that you want to do, I'm sure that there are plenty of high schools in New York City of all places for you to volunteer your time if you really wanted to. Um, right now, I just want to leave my house. So, uh, we'll, we'll get... <laughs> I mean, well, yes, obviously, not in this particular time, but in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as we see, this was all a dream. Sadly, this was all a dream. Will is still sick. He's going to wake up on his couch at his house with tissues all around and Rachel Berry is is there uh soon after he's gonna wake up and rachel is telling him all about how there's a new teacher a new substitute that has taken over the glee club and she's pretty nervous about it because she thinks that everybody likes her so much that they're not gonna want will back uh and will is like well, who even gave her permission to take over glee uh and she's like well sue really likes her and we see a clip of sue and holly bonding over like they're just getting their hair done and they're just talking about whatever the hell uh and they are getting along great so Sue is obviously happy that Holly is here. The kids are happy that Holly is here. Will's not too worried. Um, and also more about this scene being triggering because Rachel's wearing a mask the whole time. And I just don't want to see these masks on my screen because it's making me think about everything in the world. And uh, like every time he coughs, she's like putting the mask on. I'm like, well, first of all, why are you there? You don't need to be around him while he's sick. Uh, such a such a bad idea in the first place. Yeah. I mean, once again, <laughs> another student at his place. After hours, just just um, casually, yep, just hanging just out at, at the bring in the house. FBI at this point. Bring in the fucking FBI. Something's going down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he uh he doesn't seem to be that perturbed. I mean, I mean they you know he's just spent an entire year creating this Glee Club. He's the, he's the reason that the Glee Club is even there. So um I don't like I I can feel for him and being like I'm not worried about somebody that's coming in and taking care of you guys while you're you know while I'm sick, and. I mean, even if he were to get replaced as the Glee Club director, like, why would he get replaced as the Spanish teacher? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can't just give away jobs like yeah. that. No, you definitely can't, I don't think. Uh, but Sue is Sue, and Sue can get anything <laughs> done that she wants to do, so... Yeah, so we're going to leave the Schuster house, which, luckily, we are going to leave that now, because, like I said, Rachel's there, so <laughs> we have no reason to still be here. Uh, Mercedes and Sue are arguing in Sue's office about the tots and Sue is telling her a whole thing about why this is happening and Sue's like Mercedes is like I don't care I want my tots and Sue's like no nutrition is abysmal at this school you know but you know what this is and she's holding up a big thing of broccoli and Mercedes is like a toilet brush and I'm like oh come on let's not make them this stupid come on and Sue's like, oh, no, this is broccoli. I showed this to Brittany earlier, and she began to whimper, thinking that I cut down a small tree where a family of gummy bears lived. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. She just so nonchalantly says, toilet brush. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on. Give the kids a little bit of credit. Just a little bit. I mean, it looked like a toilet brush to me. So. <laughs> I mean, come on. First of all, broccoli. I've never seen broccoli that fucking big, That's to be honest. Say. Yeah, broccoli is not that big, but like at the end of the day, come on. Cut down a tree. <laughs> Gummy the bears. fact that the cheer she sent the Cheerios into the cafeteria to go behind the line and take the tots out of the uh, out of the out of the whatever you would even call that serving thing in the cafeteria and throwing them all away like they're contraband was crazy. And Brittany calling it fried deer poop. I just, I just, I loved everything about this. I mean, I, I felt for Mercedes here because you know sometimes. Lunchtime can be the best part of people's day, man. You just sit down, you just get some bomb ass food, and you just eat your feelings. I can relate. And to have my favorite food, my one little moment of reprieve in my school day being taken away from me, mm -mm. riot. Mm -hmm. Riot, 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 riot. 
Yeah, Sue yells out to Becky uh, as Mercedes is leaving. She's like, do not let that happen again. Uh, Becky's Becky's supposed to be up front, like blocking kids from coming in. And she just let this one sneak on by. And now <laughs> she's getting into worry about tater tots uh, in her office. So Sue's yelling at Becky. Um, I might, we might as well just cut ahead to uh, later on in the episode here. We're going to see Kurt and Mercedes having lunch together. And Kurt tells Mercedes that he wanted to set her up on a date. Um, and apparently he set her up with this guy. What's his name? Anthony? Um, yeah who is like on the football team and he did a whole lot of research into him and Mercedes is like, wait, why him? Uh, and Kurt's like, oh no, just because of all these great qualities about him. And she's like, oh, so it has nothing to do with the fact that he's one of five black guys at this school. And mm. Kurt is like kind of trying to dodge the question. Uh, Karofsky's going to walk by, drop a sup mm. homo. And uh, Kurt's, Kurt's distracted. Mercedes is even more distracted because as this entire conversation is happening, Mercedes is not worried about the date. Mercedes is worried about her tots. I mean that's 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 it. Like I just I, she wants her tots back, so she's gonna take a stand and write the word tots on this gigantic like sticky pad thing type <laughs> deal. I'm not even sure where she got it from. Um, and she uh, holds it up in front of the cafeteria and starts a big ass riot. Even though she has like a whole thing of like she has a whole Tupperware container of tots on her table that she snuck in earlier that day. Yeah, and Sue and Becky are, are both in the cafeteria as they see this Tots riot going on, and they are just uh, not happy, obviously. So the Tots riot is the, the war has begun, and Mercedes has got like the whole cafeteria involved. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a war. It's a war. You wanted you wanted this job, Sue, and now you got it. So. All right. So over at the lockers, we're going to see a locker chat with Rachel Berry and Holly Holiday as Rachel has been in a bad mood this entire episode. She is not down with a substitute teacher. She's not, which is weird because like Rachel, you would think usually would kind of like be happy that Will is gone. At least that was like the early Rachel, but I don't know. I guess they've been back on the same page. We haven't really followed the two of them, which is funny because they were such a big part of like the early part of the show, but we haven't really followed them in a while. So either way, um, Holly Holiday comes up to Rachel's locker and Rachel is like just so you know um, I have a severe bruise on my right buttocks from the from your game of gangster rap musical chairs so she is complaining about blah 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 I have a I have a bruise I'm gonna go to the nurse and Holly straight up just says to her Rachel you suck like you're like a total drag has anyone ever told you that and I mean gold star to Holly Holiday for just calling Rachel out on that right away uh, Puck walks by and Holly is like having you know giving no F's she's just like handing him an answer key for, for the test today and then Holly like tries to get like a second with Rachel here and say listen when's the last time that you did something in Glee that you actually wanted to do and we get a flashback of Rachel talking about how she wanted to do like an upbeat kind of glamorous fun dance beat kind of song uh and will of course was like turning her down and like no but there are more journey songs that we haven't done yet um and holly is just trying to connect with rachel in some kind of way to be like you know i used to be like you but i'm not anymore and you should probably not be like you anymore either yo i i live for this too just coming right out with it like rachel shut the fuck up like come on like first of all gangster rap musical chairs sounds like that's a lot of fun i will gladly take a bruise on my ass to play a game like that like <laughs> Like, you imagine musical chairs to, like, some 90s Tupac shit? Like, yes. I'm, like, all about that. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Rachel is Rachel is uh, not being super receptive to this, but it's like Holly's doing her best here to just kind of get across the message. I mean, she literally said to her, you suck, which is like pretty intense for a teacher to say to a student. But 
Sometimes you, you got to hear it. Uh, so Rachel is saying, yeah, I've wanted to do songs like you're talking about before, but I've really never been able to. And Holly's like, well, you know what? You're going to do it this week. You're going to do it. Uh, and Rachel's like, well, I need a partner. And Holly's like, signature line. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so any, I mean, this is the perfect way to appease Rachel is just give her a solo and she will get off your back and, even if she requires someone to do this particular number with her, I mean, it's still her. So, you know, this was the perfect thing for uh, for Holly to offer her. Mm-hmm. And she took the bait, so. Yeah, she did. Uh, so we'll, we'll switch scenes here and go over to the Schuster residence as uh, Terry is, of course, still there trying to take care of Will as all this mess is happening back in McKinley and Will is having a mess of his own at his house. And uh, Terry is talking about all the different medications that she's on. Um, and they're kind of getting into a little bit of a heart to heart here. And Terry's asking Will, like, are you happy? Because uh, I think he asked her, like, are you happy? Um, and she's saying he said, I'm sorry, he's saying, like, not really. I, I still feel like I'm kind of chasing something. And as she's continuing to give him, you know, trying trying to make him feel better, uh, the baby voice comes out, which is very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, but then Terry grabs a jar of menthol that is uh, apparently rubbing menthol that she's about to go rub all over him. And he's like interested, but like not interested enough because he kind of knows where this is going to end up going. Yeah, I mean, well, he's sort of. He was conflicted here because he sort of brought that on again. I mean, you don't need her to be there. You know what I mean? You're divorced. And yes, you're sick, but you're also a grown man. So the fact that you allowed her into your home, you allowed her to bring you dinner, you're allowing her to feed you that dinner. I mean, and then you were the one that were like, oh, baby feels all better. I mean, (laughs) you're kind of sending mixed signals here. Because he looks visibly conflicted when she leans over to grab the menthol, and then she asks him to roll over, and then one thing leads to another, and the entire gym burns down. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, I mean, he's lonely, and he's sick, and this was very triggering to watch because of the fact of what's going on in the world right now, mm-hmm. her making out with this very sickly Mr. Shu. Yeah, she is like the one person still on the dating apps that is uh, like, no, no, it's fine. We can definitely get together. And uh, yeah, the person ruining, ruining it for the rest of us. Uh, but yes, yeah, so she's uh, Will's, you know, Will takes his shirt off and lies on his stomach and Terry is rubbing this stuff on his back. And the second that she starts doing that, she grabs her shirt off. And then next thing you know, you know, she's up on him kissing his ear. Will's like, no, don't, I don't want to get you sick. And she does not care. So, they are uh, definitely going to do it there. And that's just another of Will's. I mean, I don't know. Do you call it a mistake? It's like probably something he didn't intend to do. Something that Emma is not. It's not going to help him win Emma back if uh, he's still trying to get Emma to come back to him. And, you know, being intimate with your ex-wife is probably not going to help there. But I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a mistake here. He should not have allowed this to happen. But he was vulnerable and in a... Uh, kind of shitty situation with being home alone and being sick. And I guess if Terry took so such good care of him while he was sick for like, what, 18, 19 years, like no wonder he doesn't know how to do it alone. So he was in a very vulnerable position and she clearly took advantage of that, knowing exactly what kind of value she would have in this particular instance. It sucks that you had to wait for him to get sick in order to try to win him back. But clearly they both have issues with moving on Mm -hmm. and it manifested itself in this 
scene. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're still getting a little bit of Terry Schuster here or Terry DeMonico before uh, we're going to eventually <laughs> lose her uh, off the show. But I don't know. You know, at this point, I'm kind of like happy to still have her in some capacity. So I guess I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't complain too much about what's actually going on. Um, but whatever. It's it's weird. Uh, so back at the school, as Holly and Rachel were talking about this duet that they're going to do, we we've got it. Um, it is from Chicago and they are doing nowadays. Is this two different songs? I don't know Chicago too well. Nowadays and Hot Honey Rag or is that the same song just with the uh... it is. They, yes, that it's one song. They're two separate songs, but they are performed subsequently together. Okay, like, one is so like they they did it the way that it does. It happens in the mm-hmm. movie and the musical. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean this is a cute number. It's it's dance. It's it's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and Leah Michelle getting a number together on the show. I definitely don't hate it. It doesn't you know it's not like my favorite. I don't know I don't know Chicago too well, but it's fun. I love. I, I would assume here, based solely off of the hair color, is that. Rachel is supposed to be Velma and uh, Holly is supposed to be Roxy, which I find, you know, stunning that Rachel would allow someone to actually have the lead role. I mean, Velma's pretty much a lead as well, but Roxy is like the main character of Chicago. So, wow, Rachel taking a bit of a supporting character uh, role here. Interesting. Uh-huh. Holly must really have have her under her spell. <laughs> yeah. She's she's got some power this Holly holiday. Uh, so they they finish this number and we go over to the hallway and we see something that was uh, not too expected. But Will Schuster is back at the school. I guess he is too freaked out about uh, all of the stuff that Rachel was saying. I don't think he's at 100 percent health yet, uh, but he's showing back up at the school anyway. And Sue's basically like, dude, what are you doing here? Get out. Uh, there's no reason for you to be here. The kids prefer the substitute anyway. And I mean, honestly, so do I uh, like Sue saying that, not me. Uh, well, no, so do I as well. So that's both of us saying that. Um, and Sue is saying, you know, insulting him about his hair. Typical, typical fight between the two of them. And Will's like, yeah, no, honestly, I just cannot wait for Figgins to get back because this is stupid. This is ridiculous. And Sue's <laughs> going to inform him of uh, some updated news since they last spoke that Figgins has been fired. Fire Figgins, hashtag fire Figgins, is now fully in effect. And Figgins was fired. Uh, she has been formally offered the position. And not only has Figgins been fired, but Sue is going to take this conversation and say, you know what, Will? They like the sub so much, and I hate you, and you're fired too. I just love how Sue has, or how Jane Lynch delivers Sue's lines, because it's always, like, such heavy stuff that's happening. Like, she's literally firing him, but she says it with such vicious subtlety that it's like, wait, did you just get fired? Like, did she just say that? Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, she's going to take this opportunity to sack his ass, and... That's kind of crazy that the next person that he tries to go to would be Holly Holiday as if that's going to, like, it's Sue that, that you have to worry about, not Holly. Like, she don't got nothing to do with this. She's just a woman who wants a job. Right. The Sue and Will situation has been, like, back and forth all season long. Uh, but the fact that it's, like, you get to have stakes like this where Sue is literally about to fire him and it's, like, he can't really say anything because he's, like, oh, shit, like, she actually does have this power right now. Like, where did this come from that Sue just got power to be the principal of the school like that shouldn't be but uh that's that's sue she she worked her way into such a uh in, into the spot somehow i don't know yeah yeah it's crazy and I, I guess she's just gonna i guess she's just gonna let the glee club exist peacefully now you know does, has holly holiday gotten sue under her spell as well well you know she's so fun that she doesn't even want to go after the glee club she just wants to hang out with holly that's kind of crazy yeah 
Uh, let's go. Let's go over to breadsticks. It is time for. I thought it was a double date, but it wasn't a double date. It was a two-on-one kind of date. Uh, Kurt and Blaine. Uh, we're gonna get Blaine back here in this episode, and Blaine is at breadsticks with Kurt with Mercedes, and Mercedes on one side of the table, the boys on the other side of the table, and it is just as mentioned in the conversation uh, directly. Gay, 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 gay. Kurt's talking about what? All right, on the count of three, everybody name your favorite 2010 vogue cover okay one two three and the both of them are just gaying it up with each other mercedes could not care less and while on one hand it's like is mercedes annoyed because the two of them are just paying each other so much attention or is mercedes got her mind on something completely different uh and that does seem to be the case because mercedes is focused <laughs> I thought on you were the gonna say, or, or is she annoyed that <laughs> they're just gay <laughs> oh that too no 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 uh no mercedes <laughs> is just focused on the tots and as the waitress comes by she is going to ask, uh, you you guys have tots here? And the waitress is immediately like, oh, you must be from McKinley. Like <laughs> all these McKinley kids come in here asking for tots. Uh, and that's so she'll be happy with her tots and the the boys can continue just gaying out over the vote covers. If the bread, if breadsticks does not have uh, t- tater tots on their menu, why do they have tater tots in the building? <laughs> they I, I don't I don't know. They must have found out that there was a demand for them and just gotten them. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um I love the fact that during the gay montage, uh, Kurt opens up his mouth and a little pink purse falls out. I mean, who wrote that? That's just <laughs> that's just gold. Like, oh I my gosh! Equally, I just opened I my mouth a, and a little purse falls out. I was a little offended, but also could not stop laughing at that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But yeah. She's clearly. I don't know why she didn't uh, ask the guy out. I mean, yeah, sure. Kurt's kind of scattered him out because he was the only one of the only black people there but that doesn't mean that a real connection couldn't have happened between the two of you and we need some black men on this damn show damn it <laughs> like so I'm, I'm like kind of pissed that she didn't take up that offer and it's like it's your own damn fault that you're sitting here having to listen to the two of them talk about vote covers because i mean you didn't bring somebody else in to have you know to balance out the conversation a bit so mm-hmm. and uh i like that blaine has been such a, a good friend to kurt I just wish that he didn't have to wear his damn Dalton Academy blazer to, to breadsticks. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys are there at way after school. Time to change out of those clothes. Yeah, I uh, I don't. Did you know many people that went to like a private school or something like that? Did they wear their uh, their school uniforms after school was over for the day? Uh, I definitely knew quite a few. We had two big uh, Catholic schools at in Pittsburgh. One was Central Catholic, and the other one was oh, what was the other one? Central Catholic was for the boys, and then there was another one. For the girls, upper, upper something. I forget. But yeah, um, they always had their shit on, but they would take that off the minute that they could. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mercedes has got her tots and she's happy. Uh, Kurt and Blaine are still just talking about stuff. Blaine makes a comment towards the end. He's talking about college football, I guess, trying to straighten up the conversation. Uh, totally pun intended. And he he's talking about how he likes college football. He's like, I like sports too, you know? Kurt's like, oh, way to break the stereotype. Good job. Uh, so this is like this is like uncharted territory for Kurt to have another gay person to talk to in the first place. So, uh, yeah, Kurt and Bladen, uh, full on connecting at the very least. Um, let's go over to the choir room. We have 
uh, Will Schuster is still at the school and he's going to run into Holly Holiday. And Holly's got people painting the room yellow. Uh, she is like fully taking over because I guess Sue has informed her that this is your job now. And Will is getting trying to get across the message to her like, you don't get this. You don't understand. Like, this is not a full time job for you. And you don't know what it's like to be the teacher that has to come back in after the sub comes in and like makes everything fun. Like, you like, I get what a substitute does. And he, I don't think he's trying to like devalue that. In, in, Exactly. He's just saying that, like, you have a good time with them. And of course, everybody likes you because they've been having fun, you know, the teacher's out. But then once you are gone and then I have to pick up all the pieces or any other teacher has to pick up all the pieces, that's a whole nother job. And I don't think that you know exactly what you're ready for when you have to get back to like being like start teaching actual lessons and like being there for them in moments where they actually need you and things like that. And Holly's like, no, actually, like, I know how to connect to them. She's like, oh, when uh, I'll tweet to them. And then for that 30 seconds, I know that they have me, uh, you know, they they feel like they have a connection with me. Um, and essentially, she just ends this conversation talking about how she's sorry, but she can't turn this opportunity down, even though she feels bad. Like, it's hard to find a job as it is. So she's got to take this. Yeah, I mean, this is fairly presumptuous of Will. Just because she's a substitute does not mean that she is not accredited by the state of Ohio. And while we have many questionable uh, decisions <laughs> coming from the state of Ohio in this series, you know, being a teacher, I mean, she's just as qualified as you are, if not better. I mean, she's able to teach Spanish. She's able to teach Glee Club. She's able to teach history. She she has more of a skill set than you do. So for you to walk up in here, I don't understand that you're upset. And job security is, you know, that that's a thing to be stressed about. I get it. She is not the one for you to be picking in uh, picking a battle with. Because I think nine times out of ten, it's shown, even in the small amount of time that we get Miss Holiday, she is a far better teacher than you probably will ever be. Well, she was yeah. like, she is able to... She's able to relate to the kids in like a non corny way, and she's she's just all around better. So, I mean, you came I'm jumping the gun here, but you're, you come crawling back to her towards the end of this episode to help you. So, for you to you know get up all up get up all in her face, <laughs> all sickly as you already are, you shouldn't even be there first of all. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I mean, hey, this is how it goes. Like this is this actually is something that Sue is doing for the wrong reasons, but it actually helps the kids in the long run because she is a good teacher so and she's trying she's trying here to like not be you know not to snap back at him because i mean you're totally right that like he has no he's stepping way out of bounds to like be talking to her like this in the first place like who are you to say what she is as a teacher and what she isn't like she's having fun with them maybe because like i mean she talks about that that's how she is as a substitute teacher but once she gets involved in like an actual teaching role like whatever maybe she'll she'll be different and actually get more serious but still have fun who knows uh she's gonna end up going over to will's house and she's bringing him like expensive beer and she's basically like trying to I guess both of them are just trying to make amends here he apologizes to her and but then she starts breaking down crying that she's a terrible teacher um because well there there's a incident with Mercedes that happens we'll go back to that but she ends up feeling like you know she doesn't do anything right she doesn't know what she's doing but the point of this scene is that you know Holly is going to end up being a, a passenger in this confrontation that's about to happen because as her and Will are discussing everything between the two of them she's like holly's talking about how uh, like a long time ago there was a girl her name was cameo uh in one of her classes that just gave her a super hard time and it was like scarring to her and she's talking about how she like this is like such an april road story she's like i live off one night stands like last year a guy asked her to marry him and she ended up moving in with him she's like so i'm a mess i like i can't i don't have my stuff together i don't know what i'm doing as a teacher uh and you i'm sorry let me like i'm gonna resign and then in walks Terry. 
Yeah, perfect timing, right? Um, so yeah, we we do get a, a little bit of characterization here for Holly. Like she, the reason why she is sort of so good at her job is because of the fact that she keeps things moving and she doesn't stay long enough to disappoint people because she just feels like she has to keep moving. And I think that that's very relatable to a lot of people. I think that just. I think that life can be very hard and it can be very sticky and messy. And once you start building relationships with people, that's when you open up the capacity for vulnerability and that can lead to pain for a lot of people. And she's just, she just doesn't want to have to deal with it, which makes her a lot of fun, but not necessarily someone that you want to call to help you out in a crisis. Um, and as she's doing it yet again, she's, she's bailing. She, you know, she didn't know how to, she pretty much didn't know how to handle the Mercedes situation, which I think was a kind of, I get that it was a funny way to get this storyline across, but I thought that it was also kind of absurd. It was just like, you really let her go and shove some fucking tater tots up the exhaust pipe of Sue's car? Like, you were just drinking red wine and watching reality TV with her. <laughs> and then you let one of the students do that to the car? Like, come on now, Terry. Like, or uh, Terry. <laughs> She's like an infectious disease. Um, you really should not have let that happen. But of course, Terry's going to walk in and ruin this little heart-to-heart that he's having. And she's just going to go back to batshit crazy Terry. Yeah, she's like, she walks in, she sees Will sitting down with Holly, and of course she's assuming the worst, and she's like, what are you, a porn star or a drag queen? Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, and she's freaking out that, you know, uh, Will's got his new girlfriend here, and Will's trying to calm her down. And he's like, first of all, listen, last night was a mistake. Uh, you were you were there, and I was lonely, and we should not have let that happen. And as you know, he's trying to calm her down. Eventually, she's going to start kind of coming around and apologizing. Not actually like coming around, but she's just trying to like regain her composure in a sense. And she's like, I'm really out of control right now. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to come back. And Will's like, hold up, uh, don't. Don't, 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 don't come back. That's not a good idea. And like I said, Holly, the entire time is just a passenger watching all of this happen. <laughs> like these two are like marital problems, like post-divorce. And Holly has to just sit here. Uh, She's like Jeff, this. that tribal council and the rest of the cast is right? whispering to yeah, each other. She just doesn't know what to say or do. It's like you could sit there and watch or you could just kind of like, uh, she's, she's literally trying not to look. So yeah, train wreck is happening here. And as, as uh, Terry's going to head out, she says to Will, you're going to regret this, Will. I swear to God, you're going to regret this. Is he going to regret this? I don't think so. Um, He probably regrets what they already did, which has been made pretty clear. But yeah, Terry is going to exit here again in the same way that she's exited like the past four episodes. (laughs) Yeah, so this this is what I was talking about earlier, where I just wish that she is more present so that because I think the emotional payoff that we're supposed to get here for Will just is it falls flat because we're not getting enough struggle between him and Terry. You know, it's just, she's here, then she leaves. She's here, then she leaves. It's like, how much more are we supposed to, how much more respect can I give this plot line if it's not going to be treated with, like, like any care, mm-hmm. essentially? Yeah, it's it's all just the same. And it's kind of like, you know, I was just saying, like, I'm just happy she's here. But then again, I don't know. Like, the more that it goes on, I'm like, give her something else to do. I don't know. Give yeah. her, let her go, like, be the nurse again for five minutes. I, I don't I don't care. I'll take it. Could if, have had You could have had, like, Terry, like, try and be devious or something and like try and like fuck up carl and emma's i don't know like i i just feel like she could have done like i feel like the potential for the fuckery that she could have had you know been committed to in this season should have been just like there was just so much potential and just 
we just didn't get any of that. Yeah. Um, as mentioned, uh, we kind of briefly touched on it, but let's go back real quick that we do end up seeing Sue with Mercedes and Holly back in her office. And uh, Mercedes apparently did $17,000 worth of damage to Sue's car by shoving up tater tots in the tailpipe of Sue's car. Um, yeah, I don't understand. This is not Mercedes. Why the hell did Mercedes do this? The tots are making her lose her mind. Uh, and Holly, Holly you know, obviously feels like this is her fault or Sue is at least trying to imply that it is. Holly thinks she's about to get sent to jail. Uh, but no. Sue's going to press charges on Mercedes and ultimately end up just kind of shaming Holly here, saying that, like, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. The answer is no. I, I do not know what I'm doing. Yeah, especially not with these kids. Like, this, McKinley's crazy. McKinley High School is crazy. It chews teachers up and spits them out, okay? Mm-hmm. So, no, she does not know what she's gotten herself into by taking this job, especially a job under the administration of one Sue Sylvester. Mm-hmm. So as Mercedes is going to end up leaving here, she goes out and meets Kurt by his lockers. She's talking about how she snuck in more tots and he's like, you're going to end up in prison. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, they have tots in prison, so that's fine with me. (laughs) Uh, So she's losing her damn mind over these tots. And Kurt is kind of trying to bring her back down to earth and saying, Mercedes, you're substituting food for love. I don't know how he knows so much about her desires to be loved was annoying (laughs) yeah it's like nobody asked you kurt kind of thing like let her love her tots and find a boyfriend when she wants to i feel like he's projecting because oh yeah you're not you're not with blaine you know that right you might have a photo of him in your locker you might have some ragtag courage sticker thing in your locker as well but he's not your boyfriend as far as we know you guys are not dating so this is like don't put that on Mercedes just because you feel like you need to have a boyfriend because you've been starved for affection which is you know, is which is a struggle and I'm not you know downplaying that but I'm just saying like that has nothing to do with Mercedes and maybe she just wants her damn tots <laughs> yeah maybe she just wants her damn tots and she misses having you as a friend because you spend more time with Blaine and it's not about her needing to go find a boyfriend it's about you needing to learn how to balance your relationships and actually be a friend to Mercedes so how about that yeah, uh, like I said, Mercedes did not ask for this uh, advice at all. And this isn't the kind of thing where you're like, please, somebody tell Mercedes. Like, yeah, no, is she acting like super rationally? No. Okay, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe she needed some advice because she just stuck, tell, uh, you know, uh, tater tots up a teacher's tailpipe in her car kind of thing. But like, uh, at the end of the day, like, that's not, you know, the, the advice about like, you're substituting food for love. Like, Kurt, relax. Uh, if this advice is going to come from somebody, maybe not you at the moment, but whatever. Um, so she is going to end up actually i guess she did kind of think that that anthony kid was kind of cute so she's gonna go find him and see if they have a shot so we'll see uh while she walks off karofsky's gonna walk by and he gets real close to kurt again in not a not the same way as last time but he's gonna ask kurt did you tell anybody what happened uh did you tell anybody that you tried to kiss me and kurt's like no i didn't tell anybody that you kissed me um and i'm not going to because i know that this is hard for you and karofsky says good because if you tell anybody i am going to kill you yeah so now it's ramping up he's escalating as they say uh terroristic threats uh murder threats are kind of <laughs> a little bit too uh, it's a little bit too hardcore for high school. Um, so this is really beginning to take a turn. At first it was, I mean, it's always been horrible. It's always been horrible and it's been actual physical violence that somebody should have intervened. But now that we're getting to the point where he's threatening Kurt's life because of the fact that he can't deal with his own sexuality, this is, this is crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this isn't good. And uh, as we can probably, you know, kind of pick up on, Kurt's been pretty miserable at McKinley, and he is finding a lot of uh, attention and a lot of happiness in somebody outside of McKinley. So you can only imagine where this could be going. Um, yeah. Will is going to come back to the school and he's begging to get his job back, or he's, he's about to. Uh, and Sue is like, no, no, don't worry about that. It's fine. You can have it back. Holly didn't know what she was doing, uh, so it's fine. For some reason, the Glee kids all seem to like you. We get a montage of like all the Glee kids coming into Sue's office and telling them how much Will is great and how much Mr. Schuster is like the best thing that's ever happened to McKinley, which I didn't see coming. Um, like Obviously, just a bunch of random character lines here. A nice Britney line uh, about how Mr. Shu taught her the second half of the alphabet. She's like, I stopped after Eminem. Uh, I, I'm Eminem. I thought that they were too similar and I got frustrated. So <laughs> apparently Mr. Schuster is helping them out in a multitude of ways, which we, we kind of knew. And Sue is going to give him his job back. Yeah, I mean, she says in her time as president, uh, she has learned that she cannot force public opinion. And if the kids want Will Schuster, then Will Schuster they shall get. Yes. I mean, you can't you can't take away the tots. And she and she said president. Will Schuster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. she said president. He's like, uh, principal. And he, she completely ignores him. So, yeah, the tots have taught everybody a valuable lesson here. Never never give up the tots. Never give up the tots. Uh, Will's going to head back to the choir room. The Glee kids are all excited. He, uh, you know, They're clapping. He says, thank you for everything you said to Sue. The feelings are mutual. But it's time to get back to work, which is exactly what, like, you know, he was talking about how, like, after the, after the kids have fun with the sub, you know, you got to come back in. Then they start to, like, resent you for it, uh, for getting them back to work. But whatever. So he says, you know, just so you guys know, uh, there's only one thing that makes me feel better when I'm sick. So maybe we should do that song. And I think it'll be good for our sectional set list if we if we like it. He's talking about let's do singing, singing in the rain from singing in the rain. Uh, he's like the movie mm-hmm. opened in 1952, but it's really timeless. And all of them are looking at him like. Uh, isn't this what we were just talking about? How like we only do things that you want to do that are old and don't really sit with us very well. Uh, so he's pretty, you know, aware of the fact that they're hesitant about this. So like you said, he's going to have to go recruit the help of Holly holiday again to kind of close this out. Yeah. Come on. Like you just, you just spent an entire week out and to the point where Rachel came over to your house saying that, Everybody loves this new girl. You, you're going to need to come back or you're going to be the substitute. And she was doing all sorts of fun stuff. And then you come back and your first idea is to do Singing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> was, has, the, has the sickness like gone to your, like, are you sick? Like, are you like, you, are you sick in the head too? Like, what's going on? Like, come on. Yeah, Terry rubbed that uh, a little too deep. It's like infected to his brain. Right. So, like, come on. So he but stops I'm glad by- that he goes. I'm glad that he goes over to Holly because this was, this, I'm glad, I'm glad that she was still there, to be honest, because I thought that she was like gone, yeah, gone. I thought, I, I totally just, thought that too. Yeah, but now she's uh, substituting for history. So I guess people, I guess the uh, virus is just spreading to all the teachers too. They're just dropping like flies one by one. Uh, Will is like you said. We're go- she's gonna go visit her. Uh, she's in there doing a Mary Todd Lincoln impression, talking like which I think this line got like a little bit of controversy from the time because she's talking about how she's like my, the line is specifically Mary Todd Lincoln is in the house. My husband was probably gay and I'm bipolar, which makes me yell things like that teapot spreading lies about me and that can't be my baby because I don't love it. So it's kind of like <laughs> a little insensitive towards people with bipolar disorder. Um, I guess Glee, you know, does not feel like they'd 
have to be sensitive towards anybody when they want to throw in a funny line. So some people didn't like that too much. But Will's going to interrupt and he asks uh, he asks for some help and he says, listen, next time I'm sick, I'm going to request you as the sub and let's try to keep us on the same page here. Uh, I've been dying to do singing, singing in the rain with the kids, but they think it's too old fashioned. So any chance you can come by and help me make it a little bit more modern. And what is she going to respond with? I thought you'd never ask. Signature line. And we go into a performance to close out this episode, the mashup of Singing in the Rain and Umbrella. And this is another one of my favorites. Yeah, this I always forget about this one. But then every time I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they did do this. This is so cute. They had the pouring rain in the background with the water and puddles on the gr- on the ground and the umbrella choreography and splashing and laughing and just, it was, it's really, it's really, really good. It's really good. Uh, I feel like some people don't usually like this one as much as I do. I don't know. That's fine. But I really do like singing in the rain umbrella mashup. It's a lot of fun. The the water, the, the dance, you know, not, not dance, but like the choreography of it all. It just, it's very, it looks very good. Um, they sound great. Will and Holly together are uh, two pretty good voices that mesh. I, I would say, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I mean, obviously Holly, I'm fine with Holly having a bit of a uh, of a solo here, but I mean, the kids they want to do a song for them, not for you, Will. So the fact that Will took the solo on the singing in the rain part is just like crazy to me. Yeah, that's I honestly didn't even think about that. The fact that they end up in the front, like he wants the kids to do it to practice for a set list for a set list song for for sectionals, and uh, here we are with Will performing it. So I don't know. I guess Finn and Rachel can jump in for the, for round two. So yeah, uh, Singing in the Rain Umbrella, we are going to close out the episode. That's that's what we've got here for The Substitute. That is what we got here indeed. Uh, it was a good, you know, solid episode. I like this. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, you get Gwyneth Paltrow. How can you go wrong? Mm-hmm. And uh, as asked on Twitter before we got started here uh, from probable future guest of the podcast, Jonathan Foreman, uh, he wanted to have us discuss the Tom Holland version of Singing in the Rain Umbrella, um, which was I only just learned about it as I got tweeted about it. So I looked it up. Uh, you said you were more familiar with this, but it was a lip sync battle. Uh, Tom Holland did this and it was uh, pretty memorable at the time. Yeah, he absolutely killed it. Um, it was right around the time that he had just become the new Spider-Man. Him and Zendaya uh, came on to Lip Sync Battle. I think that Zendaya performed Uptown Funk, and then he came back with his performance of Singing in the Rain and then went right into uh, into Umbrella. And Tom Holland is... Uh, I don't know if he's taken dance... I know that he has. he's a gymnast. He's like really big into gymnastics. Um, so he he absolutely smashed his performance. It was really, really good, perfectly choreographed. And I think it probably was sort of um, inspired by the Glee version of it. Because, I mean, of course, Umbrella, there's a whole, like, water effect in the music video with Rihanna, like, splashing in puddles and stuff. And then, of course, singing in the rain. You're, like, literally singing in the rain. So, But, it you know, the idea to do them together definitely had to have been uh, from Glee. So. Mm-hmm. Major props to Tom Holland. All these years later, still, it was a that was amazing. It was an amazing uh, lip sync. Yeah, I, I had hey, fun watching you stay. it. <laughs> I had fun watching it, even though you know, I guess uh, I don't know if it like loses its appeal or or it's not as fun to me as people who like saw it at the time and were like, oh my god, that's so cool. Um, but it was fun. Um, and I I don't know. I'm still gonna go with the Glee version if that's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of, let's go uh, run down the songs and pick our favorite song of the episode. Conjunction Junction, performed by Holly Holiday. Forget You, performed by Holly Holiday in the New Directions. 
Make Him Laugh, performed by Will Schuster with a little dance accompaniment from Mike Chang. Nowadays, Hot Honey Rag, sang by Holly Holiday and Rachel, singing in the rain, mixed up with Umbrella, sang by Holly Holiday, Will Schuster, and the New Directions. All right. Um, I already made mine obvious. I'll just come right out with it. That singing in the rain and umbrella, that mashup is by far my favorite. Um, not that like the other ones are bad. Make them laugh is pretty fun and uh, pretty unique. They, they don't do numbers like that. I think too often forget you was pretty good at the time, but like, I don't love, I don't, I, I never like loved that song as much. Plus it got super <gasps> overplayed. How do you not like that song? Do you mean like the Glee version or you mean the original or do you mean like both? Uh, both. I think it just got overplayed. Um, I don't dislike it. It's just so not... good, though. The lyrics are so good, and the music is just so good. It's just so fun. Got overplayed Famous, for me. famous, famous. Why you, why you wanna hurt me so bad? So bad, so bad, so bad. I tried to tell my mama, but she told me this is one for your dad. Yes, she did. And I'm like, ooh, why? <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> I'm gonna let you keep going. It's just so theatrical. I love that song. Hey, Amon, is your favorite song for this <laughs> this episode, Forget You? It's actually not. I just love that song, but not not for this episode. My favorite has to be Nowadays Hot Honey Rag. What? Because really? I love that I'm number from not Chicago. I love the Bob Fosse of it all. I love Bob Fosse choreographer, choreography. Um, and while they did a very watered-down version of it in the show, I was still very much in love with Chicago at the time of the episode. And so... I still always just think about this number and it has Gwyneth in it. And I've also like learned the choreography from the, from the movie musical. And I performed that with a friend. So I just, I just love the song in general. So it just really took the cake for me. Wow. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm glad we're not guessing anymore because that would have been my fourth of four guesses. Um, but I don't know why. I think it's just because like I always take my own personal feelings towards it and I'm like, oh, I'm sure he agrees with me, uh, which <laughs> is a pretty stupid thing to think because uh, it's just like I don't know that one very well and it's not my favorite. So whatever. It is time for some slushy ratings. I feel like we should have like some B-side content where we go over like we have like we host a stream of watching uh, musicals and stuff that Glee is referencing that you haven't seen so that I can get your lifetime reaction to like how it all ties into Glee and shit like that. It's a project for the future. <laughs> I'm going to go with one. I think this is a, uh, I think it's a pretty solid episode. Great guest, uh, guest star in this episode. Bunch of really cool songs. It was a very choreography heavy episode as well, which I am always appreciative. I mean, we got some, Stuff with uh, nowadays Hot Honey Rag. We got Mike and Will doing an entire uh, Gene Kelly number. And then the Singing in the Rain Umbrella choreography. You know, I'm a sucker for dancing, so I, I love that kind of shit. So I appreciate the songs and the movement in this episode. I wasn't the best fan of the Tater Tots thing with Mercedes, but it was funny, at least. Um, and the Terry Schuster of it all, or Terry DeMonico of it all, I really just want more. I just want more from that. So that's what's subtracting for this episode for me. But I still enjoyed it all the way around. I enjoyed it a lot more than last week's episode. Yeah, um, I enjoyed this episode as well. Um, weirdly enough, like my rating would tell you that I enjoyed it less than last week's episode. Well, no, because I really liked last week's episode. Um, so that makes more sense. But um, I'm also going to give it a one. I'm going to match your rating there because I think this is... 
a slower paced kind of episode. You know, you get a lot more with Terry and Will. Um, so I don't know. I think I always just tend to default of like, if we're not getting much from the kids, then I don't love it as much. And like the only action that we really got from the kids here was the curtain Mercedes story. And I don't know. I felt like we kind of could have gotten a little bit more somewhere else. I don't know. Like I, Rachel was involved in the episode a little bit, but it was in like such a negative way that it was like not a whole lot of fun. Like it would have been fun to see Rachel like receptive to Holly and like Rachel actually like Holly and be part of like the let's keep Will out of here thing. And then maybe she comes around later when she realizes that she missed him. Um, I felt like it was not the right call to have her be so against what Holly was doing. I don't know. Do you, do you disagree or do you agree with that? Yeah, I don't know what her problem with... I think maybe she just wanted... With Mr. Shu gone, she wanted them to really, really focus on sectionals and shit like that. I mean, for the beginning of the episode, we see her asking the kids what they want her to sing. So I guess, you know, just having that distraction was what was making her averse to Holly. But in the at the end of the day, she's, she's there to help you out. Like, she's not going to make it about her. She's going to make it about all of you, so... She should have been more receptive. But, I mean, I guess in a good, it's a good thing that she wasn't because maybe if she wasn't, she wouldn't have gone to, to Will and Will wouldn't have been more aggressive in getting his job back. Yeah, um, I agree. So I am going to stick with my one rating and let's give out some gold stars. It is your turn to go first. Oh, let's just skip this bullshit. We have to give it to Holly Holiday here, right? I mean, I just feel like she's just she's such a just a breath of fresh air. And yes, maybe she didn't necessarily handle that situation with Mercedes um, to the best of her ability. But really, I mean, she can't. You can't control what these kids are going to do. If she was going to stick some some tots up the tailpipe of that car, she was going to do it with it without Holly Holiday's permission. She would have just waited until after school to do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I I just I loved all this. She got a lot of numbers too. She got singing in the rain. She got. Uh, the CeeLo Green, she got Hot Honey Rag, so she was all up and down this episode. Um, the kids loved her, Sue loves, I mean, if you can get Sue to like you, then I feel like you've got something going for you. Um, so, yeah, I, I just loved Gwyneth in this episode. Uh, that's fair. Um, and to be fair, I also kind of wasn't like, so I'm still not solidified on a, another answer. I was just trying to kind of not be as obvious because I felt like, Holly is the obvious answer. And I think that we always tend to find ourselves not wanting to go with the obvious answer. Um, but sometimes we do it anyway. And yeah, I, I just didn't want to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. I don't know. It's like we, we keep doing, I feel like we keep, this is like the third uh, teacher or adult person that I'd be giving a start to this season, which is pretty crazy. I don't think I uh, ever would have expected that. I gave coach beast one. I gave Dr. Carl one and uh, I, I I'll do it. I'll give Holly holiday, the gold star. I don't really see many other I mean, Mercedes yes. could have been an option. I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's very well deserved and we don't get a lot of Holly holiday. So when she is here, it's, you know, it's good. Yeah. The tots were just so, so fun. Uh, <laughs> so if it could have gone to like an in inanimate object, the tots would have gotten the gold star, but Holly holiday came in. She, uh, she had the kids hooked and everybody loved her. The fans loved her. And yet, like you said, she's not around a whole lot. So good call. Uh, Holly getting two stars here. Sounds good to me. And that's where we are going to wrap up episode number seven, the substitute. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, moving Amon, on through this season. Guess what? what? We what? got an email. We did. It is about six words long. Uh, <laughs> and it is from a friend of the podcast, Kirsten McInnes, who <laughs> sent us an email about three hours ago oh and said, God. hi, love you guys. That is all. And that's seven words. But hi was the t was the subject. 
<laughs> so Kirsten, uh, listening to our first batch of episodes right now, sent us our first email. Uh, and Kirsten, we love you too. Thank you. Yes, love you too, Kirsten. Thank you so so kindly for servicing our email. <laughs> yes, so that's that's the email address that nobody wants to use, which is fine. It's fine. We Twitter DMs and Twitter exist for a reason. So I'm glad everybody's at least interacting with us there. It's uh, totally cool. So yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter, of course, at Choir Room Pod. Follow us on Twitter individually at Amon Adwin at Matt McGorry. And that's all we've got for uh, for episode seven. Yes, yes, yes. We will see you all very soon. I think it's about to be six away now at this point. Uh, session.